Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to a 58 Ember production. Hey everyone, I'm your host Emily and welcome to Sideline Edit. Here I'll be curating and breaking down what's trending in the world of sports on and off the field. I'll leave you with just the right amount of information so that you can join in on any sports conversation and not feel totally lost. You'll know what the big game of the week was, what event to be on the lookout for next, what team is hot, who had the best game day fit, because trust me, the game day fashion is elite. And I'll also just be filling you in on who some of these main characters are so that you can get a better understanding of why I and so many other people out there are just so obsessed with the world of sports. And I always say, I truly think sports are the best reality TV out there. And so I'm excited for you to see that too. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everyone and happy Monday. We have our Super Bowl teams. We know who's going to the Super Bowl. We have our conference champs. We have a rematch of the 2020 Super Bowl. And today we're going to dive into it all and talk about how we got here. Let's go ahead and start with that first game of the day, the Kansas City Chiefs at the Baltimore Ravens. Our AFC championship game. Going into this game, I feel like we had a lot of storyline notes for this. We had defending AFC championship winners in this game, the Kansas City Chiefs who we all know in Patrick Mahomes' six years as a starter, he has never not made it to this AFC championship. That is huge. Imagine being in a pool of 32 teams and you always make it to your championship, which is granted half of those 32 teams, but you always make it. That is all you know. And I've said it before that the playoffs, it's different. And I think with Patrick Mahomes and these Chiefs, it's especially different. They have not looked good this entire season. Not that they haven't looked good all season, but they haven't consistently looked good all season. But this first, I feel like quarter of this game, first half of this game, it was just the old Chiefs. Like they just found their groove and that's who we're used to seeing in the playoffs. And that's who we saw. In watching this game, I had a moment because I was thinking about how the Chiefs had not looked this good this season. And all of a sudden, first half, they look so good. They look like how, oh, you understand how this team won the Super Bowl last year. But we hadn't been seeing that earlier this season. And part of me, I think the conspiracy side of me, was like, do they do this on purpose? Because the way teams prep for games is they watch film. They study what that team is doing. They study their plays. They study who their go-to people are. But when you don't present that to them, 
when you're not doing your A game and they're only seeing your B game, they're only prepping for your B game. And then all of a sudden, when you're showing your A game, they haven't prepped for that because they haven't seen that. And part of me was like, is this the genius that is Andy Reid? Is this on purpose? Or do they just know how to turn it on when it counts? And on the other side of it, we had the Ravens who, unlike every side of things, all season we felt like they've looked stronger and we felt like they are the team that can shut the Chiefs down and that they weren't looking like themselves. And so I think this just shows that the pressure and this atmosphere of the playoffs, it's just different. You can't predict. That's why sports, it's just the best, the best drama out there. With the Chiefs having this confident energy, the Ravens were definitely getting annoyed by it, and they had way too many personal foul penalties against them. You saw the one where with Travis Kelsey, where he was kind of egging and taunting a player on, and then the player got up in his face and got a penalty, and Travis Kelsey was just laughing it off because that is what he wanted to happen. And then we had that penalty with Zay Flowers taunting one of the Chiefs players, and he gets a penalty for that. And Of course, everybody is annoyed by that because the Chiefs are taunting the entire game, especially Travis Kelsey. He is taunting, but no one's going to throw a flag on him. These things happening where at the end of the day, it's just not working for the Ravens. Like it's not playing in their favor and they're giving in to what the Chiefs want them to do. And it's always sad when seasons end like this. I feel like for obviously the Ravens in this case because it really was such a good season from them and it really did look so promising and I still feel like Lamar Jackson is league MVP this year. I just, I think he is and I think this was a very complete team and a very consistent team and then when they needed it they couldn't compete with the Chiefs who really just up leveled for this game and if I didn't already feel like Lamar was MVP enough the fact that this man caught his own throw I don't know if you've seen it I'm definitely going to post it on the sideline edit Instagram account Lamar Jackson is the quarterback so he is throwing the ball And then the ball gets tipped by somebody else. So it kind of launches into the air and then he runs forward and he catches the ball. So he catches his own throw and runs. And so not only does he have throwing yards stats, he also has receiving yards. And so if that does not prove that he is MVP, I don't know what else does. Like if you had to sum it up in one play, that is it for me. I'm excited to see what the Ravens do next year and how they adjust from this. I think they do need a few more weapons. I feel like they rely on Zay Flowers a little bit too much. There was a moment while watching it where I was just feeling like they're still a young team. They haven't been as much in these big moments as uh, as the Chiefs have been. And it was kind of showing. And then I was like, where's OBJ? Odell Beckham Jr., who has won Super Bowls, is now on this team. Like they haven't been playing him that much. Is he still, he had that injury. Is he not, you know, up to be playing right now? And then all of a sudden they start putting him in and I'm like, this is what they need. Like you need that more legacy player to come through in these moments. You saw him after the game comforting people and you need that leadership. 
And the Chiefs just have so many of those players. Whereas I feel like I feel like the Ravens do have some of those players. I feel like Justin Tucker is a good example of that. Like I said, Odell Beckham Jr. is a good example of that. I feel like Coach Harbaugh, he is a good example of that. And I just wish I could have seen like more from them in this moment. The Ravens, it hurts. It hurts to be in this position again, but I still have hope for them coming next season. At the celebration for AFC Champs, where we have all the confetti, Chiefs confetti, we have Taylor Swift down on the field, which it made her feel a little bit more human and just like everybody else's family who goes down on the field. And as someone who isn't like the biggest Taylor Swift fan in the world, I still appreciated it. It would have been nice to have some camera footage from people that weren't Taylor Swift on the field, but I do feel like it was nice that like she got to experience that as opposed to just like being in her box the entire time. But we're going to have a Taylor Swift Super Bowl. I know that was a lot of people's fears that we would have a Taylor Swift Super Bowl. I personally just didn't want the Chiefs in the Super Bowl again, but we have it both. Everybody, we are just watching a Chiefs Nation dream right now and we are along for the ride. I had said how with Patrick Mahomes, six years as a starter, six years in the AFC Championship, and then four years winning the AFC Championship and going to the Super Bowl. And so this is his fourth Super Bowl that we will all be witnessing. Now let's go ahead and transition to our other game where the San Francisco 49ers beat the Detroit Lions to give us our second 49ers versus Chiefs Super Bowl within the last five years. We already have the Super Bowl people. We had it in 2020 when the Chiefs won and so this is redemption for the 49ers but let's talk about how they beat the Lions to get there. And just like we've gotten very familiar with Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship game, we've been getting pretty comfy with the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. They were here last year when they lost to the Eagles. The year before, they lost to the Rams. They weren't in it the year before that. But then the year before that, they were in it against the Green Bay Packers. That is when we had them go to the Super Bowl and play the Chiefs that season. Whereas the Detroit Lions have only ever been in the NFC Championship one other time and that was 1992. So we've been talking about their record breaking, their historic season this year for the Lions. They have never been to the Super Bowl and since the way yesterday's game turned out, they will not be going to the Super Bowl this time either. Yet I feel like this feels a little bit more heartbreaking just because of how promising it looked on their side during the first half. At halftime, the Lions were dominating. It was 24 to 7. And we heard this stat last week about how the 49ers, they never came back from being down to win a game. They were always either winning and continued to win that game, or they were losing and they ended up losing the game. And then last week, we saw them have that comeback. And then this week, we got to see it again. 
They went into the half being down 24 to 7 and we knew there had to be a momentum shift. We knew they had to come out after halftime and things had to change. Like they had to be back in the game from the get. And that's basically what we got. In the third quarter, we were already back to a tie game, 24 to 24. The 49ers came back and did not let the Lions do anything to keep that lead. And there were a couple plays I feel like really just solidified that things were heading their way. The first of it was this Brandon Ayuk catch, which... You'll have to watch this catch. But basically, there's no chance he's going to catch this ball. And then it bounces off of the defender's helmet. And then he's able to catch the ball. He, in the conference afterwards, said how a ladybug had landed on his shoe right before the game. And he had a feeling that something was special was going to happen because of this ladybug. Or that is the play that turned the scheme around for them with this moment it just proves that energy and momentum is real and you need it on your side to win football games and when it so obviously shifts from one team to the other it's really hard to have it shift back and to be the underdog and to make that comeback and that's what the Lions had to do And I feel like I've mentioned this before, that Dan Campbell, the coach of the Lions, he is an aggressive play caller. He goes for plays where maybe other people wouldn't. And there was a play that they went for, a fourth down, where they were in field goal range. They could have just taken the field goal, taken the three points, and they didn't. They went for the fourth down, and they did not convert it. They didn't get it. And Rob Gronkowski said how this aggressive play calling, it's either going to win them the game, or it's going to lose them the game. And we've seen it before. We've seen them lose the game because of this. And we've also seen them win the game because of this. And this is one of those situations where they lost it. It did not work in their favor. And when you lose the game by three points, it ended up being a 31 to 34 game. A mistake like that really, really hurts. Like I feel with the Ravens, this is a hard way to end a season. But I do feel like the Lions, they're a young team. We're going to see them again. Yes, it would have been absolutely wild for them to make it to the Super Bowl after such a long drought of even, you know, winning a playoff game, but we're going to see them again in the future. And they are just such an exciting team to watch. And I think the aggressive play calling, it's going to work in their favor at some point. It has a decent amount already. And so I'm excited to see Jared Goff and Dan Campbell, hopefully in the playoffs next year. But before we get there, we have our 2020 rematch of the Super Bowl, which I'm excited. The 49ers are saying how it's redemption time for them. We've seen how they like to handle redemption games. Remember that NFC Championship rematch we had early in the season against the Eagles? If they do something like this with the Chiefs, I'm going to be pretty excited about it. I'm not going to lie. I'm an NFC. I'm an NFC fan. And we have Mystery Relevant in his second season going to the Super Bowl. If you don't know this, Brock Purdy, the quarterback for the 49ers. And if you didn't follow the storyline last year, I'm sorry. It was so, so good. One day there will be a documentary 
about the 49ers season last year, but a quick synopsis is that the 49ers had drafted Brock Purdy last year. He was Mr. Irrelevant. And so what does that mean? Mr. Irrelevant is the last person picked in the NFL draft. And so there are seven rounds of the NFL draft. He is the last pick of all of the rounds of the draft. And all the big quarterbacks you know, first round picks, if not the first pick of the draft. All the players, quarterbacks left in these final teams of the playoffs, first round picks. Not Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, the very last pick. Mr. Irrelevant. And so Brock Purdy starts last season as the third string quarterback. There are two quarterbacks ahead of him. And in a weird, unlucky, yet somehow lucky turn of events, both of those quarterbacks are out and Brock Purdy ends up being the quarterback for the 49ers. And this is where I feel like the Brock Purdy hype obviously started getting to see how well their third string Mr. Irrelevant quarterback did, getting them to that NFC championship game last year. And then you have that heartbreaking moment last year in the NFC championship game where he gets injured. You see him trying to throw on the sidelines and he's injured. His arm, he should not be throwing. And so that is kind of where the collapse happened last year for them. And so getting to see him in only his second season now be in the Super Bowl, going from Mr. Irrelevant last season to being in the Super Bowl your second season, huge. Just absolutely huge. And I want to take a second to put into perspective how much Brock Purdy is getting paid. And so Brock Purdy is still on his rookie contract. And so one day he will be making much, much more than this. But in the meantime, his salary for this 2023 season is $870,000, including all bonuses, any extra things. This is the max that he can make, $870,000 which obviously is a lot of money. And so not trying to downplay that at all, but let's compare it to Patrick Mahomes' salary. This season, Patrick Mahomes will be making $59.4 million for the season. Lamar Jackson, on the other hand, he's making $80 million this season. And so it takes Lamar Jackson 11 minutes of playing time to get Brock Purdy's entire salary for the year. It takes Patrick Mahomes 16 minutes of playing time to get Brock Purdy's salary for the entire year. So in a way, you might be able to say that Brock Purdy is actually monetarily the most valuable player, considering how little the 49ers have to pay him for him to be their starting quarterback that is getting them to the Super Bowl. I'll be diving into the Super Bowl more and what we can expect and other stats and everything as we head into the Super Bowl week. But we do have an off week before the Super Bowl. We have the Pro Bowl next week, which is also just a fun watch. We have a flag football game, AFC versus NFC, coached by Eli Manning for the NFC and Peyton Manning for the AFC. Because of this break and the playoffs, I will not be putting out an episode this Friday, but my next Monday episode, we will be diving into all things the Super Bowl. 
As always, thank you so, so much for tuning in and I will see you next Monday. This has been a 58 Ember production. For more shows, please visit the 58 Ember channel, 58ember.com, or find us at 58 Ember Media on socials.